Ladies and gentlemen, we got a big treat today for those of you who've been hanging with us for our taxi cab fiasco the night of mini podcasts. Because it's your buddy Gavin, and on the line is our buddy from the night of Brian Burton. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, as we were just talking about on the very brief pre-show, uh, appreciate you taking time out of your day up there in uh, the Big Apple. Um, what you been up to this uh, this week? I mean, you guys, you working on anything right now, or are you kind of laying low right now? Uh, right now, right now. I was kind of um, uh, recently worked on a, a new show that's going to be on True TV. Uh, a buddy of mine, John Glazer. Yep. Have you ever seen, yeah, you know, like Parks and Rec? Plays, like, absolutely, Council absolutely, Jersey. yeah. And I uh, did a show with him um, last year that we did for Adult Swim called Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter, uh-huh. uh, which was as like big and fun and dumb as it sounds. <laughs> and it was uh, it was a live action, even uh, uh, even though it's for Adult Swim. Um, but it was uh, uh, we did that together. Uh, that was my kind of my first time working with him, and had a, a blast. And uh, and he's has another new show. Uh, for True TV that will come out, I believe, at the end of October. Okay. Um, and it did like it's called John Glazer Loves Gear. So okay. you know, like True TV, that kind of that. Um, I like to call it like uh, that kind of like just popcorn TV. You know, absolutely, kind of absolutely. I was actually uh, uh, just you know my buddy from home loves Impractical Jokers, which is right, literally exactly. like the prank show of all prank shows and. You've got a bunch of guys in their like thirties or forties acting like they're seventeen, and it's kind of hilarious. So, yeah, that sounds like it'll be fun. How did you uh, get hooked up with him to do Neon Joe back last year, whenever y'all filmed? Uh, for me, being a part of that project was actually just uh, the very the traditional route in a way um, through auditioning. Uh, I got yeah. an appointment through uh, my reps, and um, or well, actually, I saw uh, I saw that this project was happening. I knew the casting directors. Yep. Um, are really great guys, uh, Barton Schnee casting, and uh, kind of like reached out to them, seeing that I that the, they were doing the project and the and the, the role in that series um, uh, is is kind of like this kid that I, I describe him as like a uh, uh, like an Eminem wannabe <laughs> wangster white kid from the suburbs. You know what I mean? Like that's a fun role to play, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> dude, that's so fun. It was like. I, I listened to way too much hip hop in high school, and uh, I'm, who am I kidding? I, I, I still hey, do. We are, we're all um, guilty of hip hop, man. It's the best. Right, you know? right. It's a good thing. So I reached out to Nothing casting to and said, like, "You might not think that uh, 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 of me in this way immediately, but uh, I know this world." Um, and uh, and we got that set up, and then I guess just did enough stuff right, and. Yeah, nice. uh, you know, and everyone else did enough stuff wrong. So exactly. you know. it's all, all it takes, right? A little binary code, right? Ones and zeros. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Now, your character on the show, his name is Matt Dwayne, is that correct? Matt Dwayne, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And so I'm just learning about the show, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to probably Netflix it maybe, you know, some other time, assuming we don't scare you away. We'll talk about that show one time. But what I noticed, Brian, is my buddy, Steve Little, a.k.a. Stevie Janowski, from Eastbound and Down, yeah. is on that show. And in fairness, I have not watched Neon Joe, Werewolf Hunter yet. Do you get to work with him at all, or no? Oh, yeah. That's no, fantastic. Steve, Steve is, like, the nicest dude. I mean, everyone on that show is nice, so it's going to sound repetitive. But, yeah. like, like uh, uh, I mean, just a genuinely cool dude. I mean, he's, he's L.A.-based, so he was over for the, uh, 
like the course of the shoot, uh, just kind of housed here in New York. Yep. And, um, and was just such, such a great guy and such a, um, uh, such a hoot. And also if you like Eastbound and Down, you will also, you'll also really like his character in Neon Joe. Fantastic. There's, there's, there's some, some fun kind of like, uh, uh, N- not all light bulbs are on up there, kind of. Yeah, kinda yeah. His, going on, but he, he does so, so, so well. He executes just so perfectly. I really love the way his character devolves from like a, a high school band teacher who's a little eccentric to like mm-hmm. all the capers he gets involved with, Danny McBride, aka Kenny yeah. Powers. It's like unbelievable. Nice, man. Well, I'm going to check that out. Neon Joe, Werewolf Hunter, all our friends yeah, in the filibuster freestyle. Uh, check it out. And then we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm excited to listen. Slash uh, watch the show. Um, speaking of other shows, so in movies, I happened to see a movie when I was flying back from Spain uh, called uh, Money Monster with George Clooney and <clears throat> Julia Roberts, directed by the great Jodie Foster. And um, I'm like, wait a minute, Brian Burton of The Night Of plays teenager number two, which I'm not going to lie to you, man. That's not bad in a movie with, with Clooney and, and Roberts. So what was that like, man? How was that? It was pretty funny. And, you know, <laughs> It's it, like it was uh yeah uh, uh yeah I was okay I'll comment I was like I like I was, the, the funny thing about the teenager number two I was like it's funny how they work that because it's like I was like yo man teenager number one I was gonna say what, what happened how did that guy beat you out for number one right <laughs> oh man I'm just joking around but uh, no it was uh uh it was just uh, another guy and I um we worked a day on it yeah uh, and uh, that day was like. It was, it was so dope. Like it was, uh, what do I say? It was like the the first time I worked as a principal in a scene that was uh, so massive in scale yeah. during the shoot. Uh, the scene that uh, that I'm in is uh, kind of in the third act of the film um, when they're walking with the the vest. Yep. Down the yeah, street. you guys are in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're walking down the street. Yeah, that's Spoiler. a bananas. That's like a banana scene. scene. Like yeah, just he has a bomb vest. The security and the blocking on that and all that must have been, I mean, right. ep- epic cost and epic I mean, it, scaling. It was it was so epic in scale. It was it was really cool to be. I guess like a, uh, it, it felt surreal. The kind of the stuff you dream of when you're like you're a principal in the scene that that there are so many uh, extras and also so many um, stunt unit dressed yeah. as all the SWAT and the police and everything. Just yep. uh, in addition to the massive amount of crew to cover that and. And I mean the the people that are are involved in you know the lead roles that you kind of been watching for a long time uh, growing up. It's like it's it's it was just uh, uh, surreal. Like yeah, Clooney and um, uh, Julie Roberts wasn't there because she wasn't a part of that Correct. kind of scene. Correct. Uh, uh, but then um, yeah, so Clooney and and Jack O'Connell, who was who was really awesome, uh, really cool dude, super thick Welsh accent. I uh, didn't know that it's kind of difficult sometimes, but he was yeah, like, right? <laughs> everyone, everyone was so inviting and it was just super fun. It's also kind of funny how like, uh, uh, like Jack and I are the exact same age, but it's interesting how people, you know, like I still got a big old baby face. Right. He's big old. Right. I mean, so like, so I, I will be playing, um, you know, the younger spectrum of things for a while. And he, but, uh, that and like John Carlo, uh, Esposito from, um, from breaking bad. That's right. Was any, like, like, uh, during, that was kind of the cool thing during a break to go up to him and just, I kind of like, uh, softly nerded out. You know what I mean? Casually. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Giancarlo, like I just, uh, I'm the kid that's up there, you know, that's just kind of screaming that you're telling to like, you know, 
calm down. Just want to say, like, you know. Love you in Breaking you know, Bad. Bad was great, you know. Even Revolution on NBC, like, I, I, I like, you know. Uh, so, it was just a fun day. And Jodie Foster, let alone, was, um, was, was something else to work with. She was really sweet. And, um, I mean, could obviously command uh, a set super easily. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it was a really well done film, and again, I, I was—they had me captive audience. You know, I'm watching it kind of delirious on a flight home from Barcelona. But like, it, I'll tell you this: I fell asleep on the way there during Zoolander Two. No disrespect to the yeah. Zoolander franchise, but uh, I was a lot more tired and hungover on the way home from Spain, and I was awake the whole time. So, props to Jody yeah. Foster for keeping me engaged on the flight over the Atlantic. You know, um, yeah, and that's yeah, cool. That's a real, that's a really cool thing to be able to like. Again, whether you become teenage boy number one or the star of a movie at some point with Jodie Foster, like to work with that crew has got to be pretty sweet. That's awesome, man. It was uh, super cool. And also, the day was also like, uh, like later that evening, I, I I had a show like off Broadway that we went to. So I, I kind of joke that it's like it was like that uh, stupidly perfect, like perfect actor day that 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 people say like, yeah, I'd, you know, go on my set with this and this, and then at night I take a cab to. My theater show, it's like, but that—that's like what I did. So right. it, it, it was like, uh, it was like, I guess well, I checked that box off. Uh, yeah, it's like a double I, header, man. Like a playing a double header, I, and that day night double header, right? Film, stage, yeah, it you know, was, it's all good. It was a fun Saturday. All you got to do is go on, so you, you know, like a little dancing threat there, and you're good, man. Triple threat kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice, man. Well, uh, listen, let's um, you know, let's talk about this show, the night of this this mini series, if you will. Um, first of all. Are you into this type of show in general? Let's say you weren't on this show. Would you be watching this show? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I love this kind of stuff. I often uh, uh, talk about and, and um, my team, we kind of position me uh, as, a, as a comedy guy because I do a lot of that. Yep. I've had like, like big improv um, uh, background and just to, I don't know, I've just, I've loved that comedy scene and I felt lucky enough already uh, in the time I've been here to kind of um, uh, work with some of the people I have and kind of get in in there um, the way I have already. But given that, like, if you looked at my Netflix queue, it would be a bunch of uh, like action posters, yeah, and, and, and like thriller <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Which is uh, um, um, aside from the, the Judd Apatow uh, thing here and the, uh, there. So, oh, of course, yeah, it's a good mix. Yeah, yeah, you got to mix it up. And but I definitely. You- so like watch this show. And yeah, and you mentioned you know you like Breaking Bad. I mean, do you watch Better Call? You watch Better Call Saul? Is that one of your jams too? Or you know, I, I haven't gotten into Better Call Saul yet. I know it's do it, like man. do it. I know, I know. He's I will. So, Odenkirk's so good, man. He gets it done. He, he, I mean, he killed it in the regular series. So like, it 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 seems. I'm so glad that they were able to, to kind of do this spinoff. Yeah, save that character, man. It's good stuff. Um, all right, so I, let's let's talk about you got you're in this role, and actually your role in this show is uh, I guess. Uh, kennel, uh, pound volunteer, shelter volunteer, right? Or yeah. Whatever. The volunteer, yeah, the, the guy who works at the pet shelter, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, let's talk about, like, so, again, you're going to audition for this role. Um, <clears throat> it's, your first scene, especially, is pretty funny. Your interaction with, with Tortoro is kind of hilarious. Like, what was it like right. to work with him? I, I'm guessing you hadn't met him before, so what was that kind of like? Yeah, no, I hadn't met him before. Um, uh, I had worked with other people that, you know, kind of grown up watching before. Like, I'd worked with Ben Kingsley before this. I'd worked nice. with a bunch of, uh, kind of a plethora of others, so it wasn't, like, my first time... Correct. Uh, ...going face-to-face with, with uh, 
some of this just been been killing it for so long. Um, um, but I mean, like it's it's in, you know, like the reason why they work so well, or they worked for so long and are so good, is because they're just so they're so kind of generous yep. in 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 uh, in person in terms of like just general interaction, but also generous in terms of when you're doing the scene. Yeah. Uh, they're they're uh, very giving, um, um, and like John, even if it was the coverage was on me, he wanted to be there you know, the whole time, uh, opposite, you know, kind of beside the camera, behind it, um, um, to to deliver the performance, help me, you know. Really, that's deliver. cool. Um, yeah, just such a nice guy. So total um, total pro, obviously, but a nice dude. Total and pro. A, yeah, it's awesome. And and yeah, just such a, such a great guy, and also the the uh, creator and and director. Uh, Steve Dalian, um, uh, also another uh, just super cool dude. Like honestly, honestly, he looked like I will not look that cool when I am his age. Like when I remember the first first day <laughs> we were working, he had like uh, uh, like he had like a white t shirt with the sleeves kind of rolled up yep. a little bit. He has like that hair that's perfect for slicking back, and he had like kind of the uh, these really cool hip glasses and like uh, a cigarette, and and he just just like too cool for school. I just wish I could like beat. I like. I know I'm not going to be that cool. Right. It's, it's kind of tough when you like look into the future and you're like, my future self's not going to get there. Like you know, like from it'll a be, it'll be a different, <laughs> hopefully a different kind of cool. Correct. But like you gotta, that, <laughs> this James Dean classic. Yeah. Like, and I realized like also when I looked up, um, looked him up later on, like what he had done. I like it. It was. I didn't realize that. Uh, uh, um, until like the day before shooting, like this dude is like a screenwriting god. You know really? what I mean? Like, okay, like, got like it. Schindler's List and on <laughs> tons of stuff. Like he was like he worked so many things with Spielberg and just um, um, and so many things as a writer and a couple things as director. But this was like uh, his baby in yeah. a way. Like you're like as a, as a writer and also directing so many of the episodes. Yeah, um, not not um, a, not exactly yeah. a, light, a lightweight, and that's really cool. You get to kind of work with a guy who's so accomplished, but this is something he cares about a ton. Versus something yeah. he's doing just to get paid or whatever. Um, yeah. So with Tortoro, and I'd asked you this a little bit. I sent you a note on this, but I mean, he's been in epic role after epic role. Great movies, award-winning movies. Uh, I say this only like five percent tongue in cheek. That my favorite role he's ever done is as the Big Lebowski's and foil uh, Jesus Quintana, aka the Jesus in the Big Lebowski. Um, do you agree or disagree that that is his best role, and if not best role, top three role of his in terms of just killing an unbelievable character? Probably top three. I don't know if it's best because it's hard to measure, and I'm so Correct. I'm 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 so like uh, uh, like the Jay Leno of this equation where I don't want to like really pick a side. Like Correct. I, I kind of want to like <laughs> you know like I I kind of just like I don't know between that and I. I loved O Brother Arthur. No question, up. great stuff. I mean, um, that's awesome, awesome character like, there. Like being from North Carolina, like it just kind of that sound. Yeah, O Brother, so good. And like the character's so funny. And like, and also, I don't know. They just he's just done like a wealth of things um, that yeah, it's hard to pin. It's also uh, maybe not his best character, but interesting character. How he did the thing, uh, Mister Deeds. Yes. Now, oh, great yeah, call, like, man. Yes. He loved feet so much. Very, very and sneaky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like his feet, it's just like uh, it's. I guess 
I don't know if there's a pattern there or if that's... <laughs> yeah, Rasmus well, uh, say he had, the, he had the dead foot there. He's got the eczema issue on this show here on the night of. Uh, yeah. That's a great call. I actually, for some reason, was blanking on the Mr. Deeds Butler character. And, I totally uh, forgot about it, though. I saw, I saw on Twitter someone had posted. I was like, oh, my... What? Like, <laughs> I, it was such, such a, a good catch. Uh, I never would have remembered, but... Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, Big Lebowski was definitely yeah. It's a, it's a, it was a, it was a great role, and again, it was like you know he played a very uh, complicated character, and then obviously his backstory was a little bit you know off color with some you know again whatever. I don't have to get into a family podcast, but uh, an interesting antihero and foil for Walter Sobchak and uh, the, you know the dude. Um, all right, man, let's talk about this show. So. First of all, and I know you probably can't answer a lot of the questions if you even know the right. answer, even if you know the answers, but do you know how this ends? Like, do you guys get privy to that? Like, do you even know? Uh, me, I don't. Okay. I mean, I, I, have, I have enough clues to kind of piece some of it together myself, but, like, uh, uh, I was not privy to... So they weren't like, Brian... This is how, you know, this is the, de- don't say any, don't say anything, dude, yeah, but this, yeah. this is the thing. All right. During our break, they just lay it all out for me. Yeah, no, no, no. Right, so I mean, there's, there's so many people involved in this project, too, like. Uh, yeah, that's a good it's, point. It's a big scale thing. That, you can't really beyond, tell anybody. Yeah, beyond that solid 10 or so that are just, you know, constant, uh, 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 big time players in, in the storyline. Um, I, w- I would think it probably be the same for, for most people. Yeah. Um, also, or depending on like what scenes they were in, you know what I mean. If they are in a scene in the end, it's some that's you know correct. They uh, can infer what happens, right? Like yeah, yeah. Like, there's, but there's but there, yeah, I have I have some some ideas based on things, but uh, 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 not, not one for spoilers. So. Of course, of course, we don't want a spoiler alert to show that we're all watching together on the That'd weekly basis, right? Of course, there's only two episodes left. Um, let me ask you this: the character of Nazir Naz, um, were you surprised it only took him? being asked twice to try crack in prison that it, he caved so easily? I mean, uh, he, he's really kind of, like, taken to prison life, I feel like. Like, really kind of almost too easily. Uh, was I surprised? Um, I guess it didn't strike me as being surprised. Okay. I, I feel like, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like it's kind of like, I mean, I don't personally know Correct. what it's like being in prison, right? Especially like Rikers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I imagine you would quickly learn that uh, either like adapt or yeah, you got to do what you got to do, right? I mean, I mean, like, I mean, if not, you know, adapt or or just you know really suffer. Um, you know, it's kind of like um, uh, like Freddie was saying, you know, in like what episode four or something like that. He was talking about like you know, like like. Like call the wild and everything. Like you, you, you kind of got to pick your alliances. And yeah, like, yeah. You can't be everybody's friend in prison, and you really can't like, you know, not a lot of dealer's choice moments. You got to kind of go with the flow and kind of ride the ride the bull, if you will. So that makes sense. Right. Um, right. What do you? Th- and I, you know, my friend uh, and my my colleague Dan Ruddle and I, when we talk about this show, um, we're, we're kind of think Nas is, is on this route towards antihero. I mean, he started off as kind of this like you know quote unquote golden boy, really nice kid. Who just really wanted to kind of be a part of like the cool, the cool kids, all that. Wanted to really embrace that American, you know, that American young teenage or young twenties lifestyle. Um, yeah. And I know that a lot of it again is he's in prison, but we learn little things about him too that 
again, we're, we, none of us are perfect, whether characters or people in real life, but do you kind of buy the anti-hero climax for him where he may or may not be found innocent, but at the end you're kind of like, glad he got off because he didn't do it maybe, but like maybe not that good of a guy, or do you kind of just feel like, again, this is like, when you're on trial, everybody's trying to find everything bad about you, and we as the viewers are just getting exposed to that. Um, would I feel would I feel bad or would I feel? No, like, I, I guess I don't know. Do you kind of feel like he is? Is it going to be like an anti-hero? Are we going to like Nas at the end, or do you think? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I would. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'd into that. I mean, like, I mean. There's a lot of stuff in that pilot that, you know, you're watching, you're just like, dude, dude, <laughs> stop, like, what, what, why, yeah. you know, like, it, like, that, you know, for us, being a, a third person looking on, we're like, of course that's a dumb choice, yes. why are you doing that? Yes, yes. But, you know, it, you think about it in the, in the moment, you know, like, it's kind of, um, would you be as sharp of mind yourself, you know, like, uh, right. probably Especially uh, once, like once she started giving him ecstasy or whatever. Like, I mean, as a kid who's probably never yeah. done a lot of drugs, I mean, at that point you're not you're on autopilot and not a good autopilot. You know, you're on like a yeah. inhibitions and judgment lifted in a bad way by autopilot. So that makes sense. And I, I I do think like I like the character a lot. And whether whether it turns out that he's guilty or yeah. not, I don't want him to be guilty because I I see what he did that first night, and I'm like, how many people as teenagers especially made some type of mistakes that, you know, didn't result result in a dead body usually. But, like, yeah, yeah. the bottom line yeah, is you wake up at 4 in the morning and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> like, you know, you get some Gatorade yeah. and you're just like, get out of there. Um, so I, I hope yeah. it works out for him. Um, I so. Let me ask you this. You've been watching the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. And these kind of shows are usually fraught with a couple of red herrings. And, again, I know that you don't want to spoil anything and you're not going to. But the deer head, like – some people's take is that that deer head is going to be like the crux of the show. And some people yeah. feel like that's just such an, such a, like a no brainer red herring. Just what, where are you leaning on that? And again, if you know, don't, you know, you can plead the fifth, if you will. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't actually know any, like anything in particular about it. So if it is, I would be just as surprised. I don't think it is. Yeah. Personally, I think that, I mean, the thing is, like, narratively, it, it's it's kind of a fun game to, to, to do shots like that in the yeah. pilot when people are trying, you know, like, you know it's a 10-part it's a miniseries, you know it's kind of a, a mystery thing. Yep. You're, you're planting these little things that, you know, some, or one, maybe a, a red herring or a clue or something like that, and then the others are just to... Just to mess with, mess with, mess with this, right? And I, I mean, they're they're setting up the aesthetic and the tone of the show, but also they're kind of like, yeah, it's they're it's, it's us a around. Play. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Which is kind of the fun of it too. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so uh, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe I'll I'll be eating my words, but uh, 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 I think it's just was kind of like, kind of a fun creepy shot. Correct, you know? correct. Uh, kind of uh, get get you in the mood to be creeped out and like mystified and yeah. get it who done it. Yeah, because yeah. I'm starting to hear fun things like there's a camera in one of the eyes, or and yeah, I've heard that too. It's like no, 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 really, probably, <laughs> probably not. But, but yeah, probably not. If there was a camera in the, that just feels like, like I feel like, like Steve's alien would not scapegoat this whole thing. Would be like, oh, there was a camera in there the whole time. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. And, yeah, and I do <laughs> feel like between Box, Detective Box, and uh, John Stone, Tortoro's character, those two guys are so thorough that, like, dude, you're not getting it past. Yeah, exactly. You're not getting it past both those guys. Maybe one, not yeah. the, not both. Uh, all right, that's good to hear, man. It's good to talk about a little bit because that. Let's talk about this because you're in New York City. I used to live in New York City. And by the way, I'm in Charlotte now, so North Carolina represent my friend. Yeah, I, uh, I noticed the area code when I was coming. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm from up north, but I've been down here a little over a year. And it's good living down here, man. But, you know, we kind of yeah, switched. Yeah, I grew up in Greensboro, so, like, I, and I, I know Charlotte well. So yeah, man. It's good stuff. We kind of switched good spots. But, but the reason I bring up New York is because the, the biggest, you know, pharmacy in New York is Dwayne Reed, named after two right. streets downtown. And, of course, Another potential red herring is this guy, Dwayne Reed, who's yeah, a character, right. who, my question for you on him, aside from, you know, what you think his guilt fact, his guilt level could be, or culpability level could be, is um, the goose chase that John Stone runs on and, like, ends up cliffhanger ending in the basement of wherever the hell they were, show ends, and then week seven starts, and he's like, going to the Eastern Healer for, like, exomedicine. Like, are we going to revisit that guy, or is that kind of just an exciting way to end, like, that little arc? What do you think on that? Mm. I don't know. Um, I hope so. I hope we revisit it. Yeah, me too, man. Like, because there's, like... Uh, you know, like... What are they... You know, it's like, what are they... Because there's Trevor, who's the gentleman, and I forget his name, but he played Bodie on The Wire as well. Um, oh, yeah, um... And it's a big show, so you don't need to know these guys either. But yep. like the bottom line is, he's a great, great actor. But like, why is why is he come back that way by himself? Why you know like, it's really between that and the limo driver, and then of course um, Paul Sparks, who's the Tom Yates character from the House of Cards, aka Don, the stepfather. Like, those three, those three characters all could. Again, Nas doesn't have to be innocent. He just has to be proven shadow of a doubt, not guilty. And like, all three of those characters are. Are there? Who, who, who's your leader in the clubhouse if one of those three guys did it? And again, all speculation here. Yeah, all speculation. Um, I kind of, I kind of, I put, I'll put my money on the stepfather. Totes, totally, yeah. totally agree, it, man. And he just, he has that kind of vibe, and and like. And I don't know. I, I I'm I'm thinking so. Yeah, I think we I'm learned a lot so. last week from the, uh, the the accountants that like he has a lot of motivation to uh, yeah. not want Andrea, you know, on this uh, mortal coil any longer, if you will. Um, right. Yeah, and but I do think that the the limo guy and, and Dwayne Reed are both like all three of those people jumped out to I think a lot of viewers as like oh they could potentially be responsible for this. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm really interested to see how that all kind of locks up, but um, it's like uh, thinking about like. Also, I kind of speculate on like, like uh, whether I think he did because because you know since since then he's also kind of blown up, and I think about I think about stuff like like his role had to be super super major, you know, because like his agents probably pitched him like this is because they shot we shot this before House of Cards. He shot House of Cards. Yeah, really. This thing was shot. Uh, from the fall of 2014, yeah, right. to about March 2015. Okay, so this, is, this uh, has been in the hopper like, for a while in terms of on, on ice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they had. Uh, I think Steve also had like a a nice 
many, many, many weeks, like almost a year or so to like in the contract too, to get to edit. It's, it's been, it's got to have a little longer since uh, the debut didn't happen until this summer. Correct. But, um, um, which I think, I think it's, it was great because he got to be, they all got to be, you know, and the producers all got to be so fine tooth, uh, comb, you know, like really, really all the small details in a show like this where the details are you like. You need it. You need the details to, to add up because you can't have shoddy prop work or, you know, like you can't like, you've got to. Yeah. And, and then I, I said this last week on, on our show that, you know, uh, there's not a lot of wasted movement and it, it makes sense. Yeah. They had two years to edit it. So there's not going to be wasted yeah. movement, right? Um, so yeah. I didn't realize that, that uh, Paul Sparks had, had shot this before House of Cards. That's pretty cool. Um, right, yeah. Because he would have been shot House of Cards like starting summer of 2015. Yeah. The season that debuted February 2016. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. It's cool. So well, let me ask you this real quick about the show. I see that Gandolfini is, is an executive producer. Was he, before his, <laughs> before his he passed away, was he going to be involved in the show on screen or was he just... Yeah, no, he was, actually, they had shot a pilot for this already in like the winter, like either January, February of 2013. Really? They got the pilot with Gandolfini. Wow. Uh, um, uh, yeah. As Tortoro's character or somebody else? As Tortoro's character. Wow. Yeah. Was yeah. And, and then of course that summer he then passed away sadly. And, um, and then it kind of was in limbo for a little bit. And then Robert De Niro was actually going to, uh, take the place. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, he was going to get involved, and then I guess, I don't know why, I, I mean, just assume the, the general scheduling conflict reason that, yeah. I, uh, um... He had to do the uh, intern or something, probably, I don't know. Something, <laughs> I mean, it, as he's a busy dude, yeah, you know, yeah. and all, uh, but then after that, then Torturo, um, uh, came in, and it, I mean, it, you wouldn't notice, though, because it seems, he seems so perfect for this role, like, this was, like, one that that he was kind of born to do. You yeah, know, I was going to say the whole eczema piece. Like he nails it. Like I can't see Gandolfini can't Gandolfini nailing it like that. No offense to Gandolfini. I just think to your point, sometimes the guy who was meant to do it isn't the guy who gets the first crack at it. But sometimes it works out anyway. And this is one of those cases. Yeah, because yeah. he's an awesome yeah. he's an awesome character. I mean, he's an awesome character. Oh, it is. Oh, so and, it's so cool. And the scene last week when he rolls over to like eczema anonymous and they're. He's got, you know, shoes on, right. shorts on. He's like, 350 bucks. you're good to go. It's, it's pretty cool. Quick couple right. questions, couple questions, man, and I'll get you out of here. Um, so do you, you – and I know I've seen, I think, what is most of your body of work on this show. Um, is the cat a factor at all, or is that just kind of a way to, like, make Tortoro human and give him some, some fun times? Uh, that I will plead the fifth on. I love it. I love that you're pleading the fifth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to work with, um, Amara Karan, who plays Chandra on the show? I, I mean, obviously you haven't been on screen, so. Uh, I didn't really get the chance to, to work with her, uh, uh since I was really kind of, just kind of. Hanging uh, out in that pet shelter, right? <laughs> fifth. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Could you, you cut out there, but I think you were pleading the fifth, but you were pleading the fifth on that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's say that, yep. All right, let, let me ask you this. There's nothing... I, think I didn't get the chance to work with her, but it would have been, been great. She's, I mean, she, I mean, she's also... Yeah, she's fantastic. And she's actually, um, you know, she's like yourself, by the way, at Brian underscore Burton on Twitter. It's Brian with a Y, right. by the way. But you, yep. and, you and Amara Karan have both been liking the filibuster freestyle on Twitter. We really appreciate that. And um, Yeah, man, of course. Now, we're trying to get her on the show, too, man, because I tell you what, she... Um, 
it was great. Whenever she, whenever she hit that, I'm like, the Game of Thrones characters don't do that when I do their show. It's pretty sweet. So, uh, <laughs> slightly yeah. different scale of show, I know, seven seasons well, in, but, you know, whatever. There, there is nothing that matches their scale of show. It's, it's, right, a, it's unreal. I mean, I started posting, like, Game of Thrones review in the title of my SoundCloud, and they, they, like, they wouldn't let me do it, because, like, they... Like two years ago, I could put Game of Thrones. Oh, wow, in the, really? Yeah, two years ago, even last year, I could put Game of Thrones in the title, and it was cool. And then this year, like they wouldn't put it up. I had to like rename it something else. Wow. So we called it Wine Wall and Dragons, and we got around it, and that's all good. But anyway, um, so uh-huh. I don't know. So, so you don't know Amara then? You've never met her, or are you guys? Never met her. Okay. No, just appreciate what she's doing on screen. Oh, she's like killing it, dude. Saying. She's killing yeah, it, and right. she's been good in other yeah. stuff. But I like her character a lot. I think her and. Uh, John Stone, have, that, that, those two characters have a lot of good chemistry. It's pretty fun, and you, you know you root, you root for both of them like you root for Nas. It's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of a nice th- triumvirate of people to root for. Um, all right, let's talk. A little, let's get out of the show for a bit. Other than me to say, great job on the show. Uh, I, I, I like the character a lot. You guys are funny, and um, you know making the animal shelter. Oh, I had a question. Is that a real animal mm-hmm. shelter or no? Yeah, yeah, it's a real animal shelter. It was um, it was uh, in Brooklyn. Um, uh, I can't remember which neighborhood it was. It was it was pretty far down because you could you could see the Verrazano in the the uh, the distance. Okay. Uh, um, uh, but it was yeah. I mean, so like real the, real the animal shelter. shelter. Wow. Real animal shelter. Uh, real animal shelter smell. Uh, <laughs> uh, real animal. All those dogs barking. That was not fully added later on. That was real deal. That was every yeah. Every time I walked down that 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 uh, that hallway, I mean, they they just. They would go to town. They were not. Uh, they were not uh, cool. They were not. That's uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but it, it helped me a lot too. It kind of you know, like you don't have to fake anything. I was gonna you're, say you're really in, you're really there, you know. Getting you into character, uh, absolutely. Nice. Senses. All right, cool. Um, um, all right, so uh, I I know that you're a uh, UNC fan, correct? Tar Heel fan. Yeah, man. So yeah, dude. Let me ask you this. Um, and so one of our, actually one of our friends of the show, Ashley Howard, is one of the assistants for Villanova. Um, I know mm-hmm. that's that's tough because. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, that was those two shots because I want to give the guy from UNC props. Like, what was as a fan? I'm guessing you watched the game, and what oh, was like your train of thought? It was a great game, but like, can you just take us on that roller coaster as a UNC Tar Heel fan? Sure, man. Uh, I mean, the, the game it was exactly that. It was a roller coaster. It was. It was. Yeah, I mean, at the end, I was I was severely depressed, of course. Uh, but uh, I mean, it, just down to the wire and like. And Marcus Page just pulled some Superman stuff with that last shot. Double to like clutched it. it up. Like, yeah, man. Double clutched. And, like, I saw some pictures where he just, you know, there were, there were no feet on the ground. He was just kind of, it was crazy. I mean, I mean, I uh, wish we hadn't been behind to yeah. begin with. But, uh, you know, it was this kind of thing. Like, at the end, it, it sure, there were, there were a lot of shots throughout, or a lot of calls from the officiating on both sides throughout that game. It was just like, like, let them play. Let them yeah. play ball. It's, but the, it's a championship, got, guys. Let them do it, right? It got really frustrating. Uh, but, you know, in the end, like, Villanova was a killer team. I mean, they were, they were, they were, uh, um, like, what am I trying to say? They were uh, underappreciated or a little bit. Uh, they were underestimated. Sure. Sure, no, no, like underestimated, the whole, yeah. Like, you know, like, they, sh- they should have been a number one seed. Yeah. Uh, I, and, 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 I mean, for goodness sakes, I thought, I thought, I, I felt good about us. I, felt, I was like, all right, in the end, in my bracket, I had us versus Kansas. Yeah. Because those dudes, they, they looked like, like men. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, like, they, like, one, they, one guy, Perry Ellis, you know, he looked like he was like a seventh-year senior, man. He was yeah, like three right? years old. Yeah, and, uh, but, but then, you know, and they beat, they beat them, you know, and then, then when it came to Oklahoma, they just... Oh, man. Wiped. 
they, it's the planet. That like, was that was almost embarrassing. That was tough. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's not a, su- a surprise. Like you know that they they just had a killer team, and the, the last shot they got, you know, uh, uh, at, after we we tied it, you know, it was, it was a good shot. It was. It was a good. It's a nice so, play, yeah, it, and it, they had to execute, and they did. It was it was crazy. It was a crazy ending, man. It hurt, but at the same time, it, it hurt. But like it, you know, at least like maybe three days, two days, three days later, I was able to like I felt. It was still a bummer, but like the season as a whole was like such a fun, wild ride. Totally. Like, I, I, I watched like every game, which yeah. I hadn't really done. Mostly because I could just go to ESPN and like the schedule, and there's a button that says like add to my eye calendar. So like I never missed a game. Uh, <laughs> like, nice. Also, this, this, the team was a special one with so many seniors and yes. really good ones. Yeah, really good story. I, you know, and I, I think I mentioned yeah. you, I mentioned to you when we were talking before, you know, you came on, like, or, you know, we were texting earlier this you know last month but like i work at davidson and athletics so we played up there at chapel hill we're playing there again this year so uh i think it always seems to kind of get a a game uh uh, because i think because of the head coach uh being yeah yeah yeah, bob mckillop's uh you know he he knows his stuff and uh Mm -hmm. you know it's fun we're gonna play up there again in chapel hill this year so uh we're gonna be better this year we have more size but but again last year's team i saw him in person and they were they were definitely one of the top right. two teams in the country. They were great, um, for they were sure. To be with. For sure. Um, all right, man. A couple things to get you out of here. One, Olympics. You been watching or no? Uh, I've been watching. Yeah, like like not as much as I wanted to. Uh, uh, I kind of have been checking out a lot of stuff after the fact on that like uh, NBC Olympics Roku app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was watching a little bit of the uh, catching up on the Spain USA basketball game earlier today. Yeah, they got it done. And, yeah, they did, and uh, um, uh, watching a little bit of that, and and just some some random stuff. Like I was watching like the archery a few days ago. While I was eating my cereal in the morning, and like it's just so like simple. Like you know what I mean? Like three rounds. You know, you, you get a maximum of thirty points. I don't know stuff like that. Well, we were uh, uh, last night. We us in the crash re- re- crack research team and uh, our friend of the show Roscoe P. We were watching team handball. That stuff's bananas yeah. too. It's like. Why don't I'm we have more? Why don't we have more of this stuff? Why don't we have more of this on TV? You know, I look at yeah, and also like the BMX stuff. I was I, I just happened to tune into that live the other day, and I was like, oh, this is this is fun. This yeah. is kind of like the, the racing and all that. Because um, I love in the Winter Olympics, I love I love all of the like the downhill skiing, and of course all the you know, snowboarding stuff and all the. It's just so. I guess it's more like outdoorsy. Extreme. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, like and it's it's a little more. Um, yeah, fast, and so uh, I really like that about the Winter Olympics, and this, you know, that kind of, the BMX, of course, is is, is obviously uh, comparable. Um, oh, no question. But, you know, the, like the tracks, the traditional stuff, too, like, the, you know, the track, and, and, I mean, of course, USA, like, or just, I guess, Phelps alone, you know, just making swimming his sport. Oh my god! You know, like it just—it—it's it, now called like Phelpsing, I think. Right, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, like, you know, open dude, water Phelps. So many medals. What yeah. about speaking of speaking of his his foil? Any t- hot takes on the Ryan Lochte saga? Have you been have you been following this at all? I you know I I heard something about it, like something about a, like did he get robbed? Like I I haven't really got the chance to look into it yet, but it was like yeah. what's going on? I mean, you you do yourself a favor and look into it. It kind of was like this, the express version is they they got a little hammered, and, you know, had some party time after swimming ended. They may or may not have to use the use a bathroom. They may have vandalized some stuff. They may have pretended they, were, they may have pretended they were robbed, and it may have all come out in not a good way for Ryan Lochte in the last five days. Yikes! Yikes. Yeah, that's that's not a 
Yeah, man. Not good for your public image. So I'll just say uh, this to you: if you guys have a cool rap party after any of your shows, and you vandalize <laughs> any, if you vandalize any restrooms, do not blame it on fake police in Rio de Janeiro. That's a little advice from filibusterfreestyle.com to you. It doesn't work. All People right. will ask you questions. Um, <laughs> all right, man. I'm gonna get you out of here. But do you have anything that I meant? You mentioned you were working on that show that you're working on now. Uh, anything you want to plug right now, or things you were hap- uh, proud of, or want us to check out? Uh, well, just first, I wanted to say I, I know I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Neon Joe, I uh, I kind of talked about um, casting uh, Barton Schnee, and but I just wanted to. So I felt like I feel like I wanted to also kind of thank uh, massively um, the night of casting, which is uh, Avi Kaufman. Yep. Uh, and her entire office, and also Sabrina Hyman, who was working with Avi during uh, the casting of this, and you know, it's kind of uh, a big debt of gratitude to them. Um, and uh, I've gotten to kind of work and and book things through Avi's office. Uh, multiple other other projects, like Money Monster, was also through hers, and, and very uh, cool, very and cool. A few other things like Indignation that just came out. Um, just really a lot of cool stuff. So, like, I mean, they're also super cool. So, I just wanted to kind of wanted to shout out that since I, I mentioned uh, uh, Paul Schnee earlier and everything. Yeah, uh, I wanted to mention them as well because I mean, the, the, uh, like I said, just a, a debt of gratitude uh, for the opportunity to uh, kind of do cool stuff like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's, it's really neat, man. I mean, just kind of looking at what you've been up to. That's that's cool. You've been able to kind of get that foothold and then kind of keep it rolling. That's pretty. It's pretty sweet. So. Um, Listen, we'll do this. Why don't we got? We're gonna play the outro song real quick. It's about twenty-two seconds. Maybe stick around for a second. We'll just catch up. But we'd uh, we'd love to have you back on sometime if you're down for it. Um, yeah, really down. Talk about Neon Joe or any other projects. And honestly, um, right. sounds like you're you know you're a fan of similar shows and such. So it's always good to have someone with kind of an inside track. So uh, we'll blow up the outro. Brian Burton of the Night of and other Money Monster, etc. Thank you so much for being on, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you. You got it. Phil Buster Freestyle, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes, thanks. It's a catchy jingle, right?